Welcome to the Exploring Unschooling Podcast. For countless parents, the journey to unschooling has redefined childhood and transformed their family relationships. Are you curious? Together, let's explore what living and learning looks like without school. Hello, explorers. I'm Pamela Recchia, and this is episode number 253 of the podcast. It's the 25th of November, 2020, as I record this intro. This month in the Living Joyfully Network, our theme is navigating family gatherings. With the holiday season ramping up, it's a great time to explore how we choose to engage in larger family celebrations. But the ideas are definitely applicable throughout the year, from birthday parties to weddings to family reunions. Anna Brown and I talk about making choices about how our gatherings will look over time, the fun work of preparing for events, and the joyful presence with which we can show up. We also discuss how these extended family gatherings can bring up difficult conversations and strong emotions and offer some tools and ideas to navigate those. If you're unfamiliar, the network is a supportive community for parents who want to dive deep into their unschooling journey, delving into the principles at the heart of unschooling and exploring what they might look like in their unique family. It's a wonderful place to connect and share experiences with other unschooling parents on the same journey. The conversations are so rich with introspection and inspiration. So if that sounds intriguing, I invite you to learn more about the community at explorers.livingjoyfully.ca, and I'll put the link in the show notes as well. When you join us, you'll also immediately have access to all the delicious content from earlier monthly themes like our parenting toolbox, learning is everywhere, open and curious, and kids are capable. As a personal update, we had our first big snowfall this week. And I've been having a lot of fun decorating our home and rearranging some furniture. It's so interesting to me how changing things up can feel so fresh and inviting. And I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has chosen to support the podcast through Patreon. Your generous support helps pay for the hosting and transcription, as well as my time spent creating new episodes each week. It's instrumental in keeping the growing podcast archive freely available to anyone who's curious and wants to explore the fascinating world of unschooling. If you'd like to join my community of patrons and scoop up some great rewards along the way, check out the Exploring Unschooling page at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash exploring unschooling. And now let's dive into my conversation with Anna. Welcome. I'm Pam Larickia from livingjoyfully.ca and today I'm here with Anna Brown. Hi Anna. Hello. <laughs> so this month on the Living Joyfully Network, the theme is navigating family gatherings. And with the holiday season quickly approaching, we felt that that was a pretty timely topic. But that said, our exploration will definitely be applicable throughout the year, right? So from birthday parties to weddings to family reunions, all manner of family celebrations. So we thought this would be a really fun time to tackle this one. Yes. All right. So the first topic up for discussion or idea is that attending family gatherings really is a choice. 
Because so often we can feel heavy with obligations and expectations and really just thinking we have to go. And just that step to remember, oh, we really do have a choice can be so empowering, right? It truly is a choice. And now we get to start digging a little bit deeper, right? Exploring our why. Why might we want to go? What might happen if we don't go? You know, and and just playing around with that idea is just I, I feel it, it. I feel like weight is lifted off of me, even even before I've decided whether or not we're going. We're going just to even realize that it's a choice is a great first step, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I just think it's so important to start here. You know, I mean, I think before with, with all of it, you know, set it aside, start here because we can have so many voices in our head when it comes to family gatherings. But it's it, the truth is, it is a choice and. We just have to remind ourselves of that sometime. You know, we can attend, we cannot attend, switch it up, change the day, whatever it is. It's all a choice that we can make. And when we come from that place of choice, we feel so much more empowered. And this is, of course, we talk about across different realms, but it definitely applies here. And, you know, I do want to add quickly, though, for people that are coming from, you know, abusive or traumatic environments, choice is even more important and are just as important because, you know, you don't ever have to put yourself or your children's in harm's way, period, to please someone else or to fit a role or to do something that you think you're supposed to do, you know, period. So, you know, that's why we start with choice. And so we can really check in with our whys. Like you said, why are we going? Where's this drive for us to be there? And for, for often it's because, you know, our kids enjoy it and we like it and it's a family celebration. There are some bumps that we'll talk about those along the way, but so often it's that. But if it's something more, you know, feel strong in yourself that, you know, you can make the decisions for yourself and your family that really work for you and just really embody that idea of choice. But so back to kind of more generalization, I think we need to acknowledge that, you know, we can be really humming along with our unschooling lives and we're feeling great. And, you know, then suddenly an extended family gathering pops up. And like you said, it can be wedding, birthday, anything, but it can really shake us. And so just being aware of that and choosing to kind of stand in our power, you know, I like to say it as grown ass adults, parents (laughs) and partners, you know, that allows us to cultivate the environment that we want. And so often we have this fear, it's there's going to be backlash or reaction or, you know, something like that. And what I've found over the years is that people respond best to confidence and they'll just follow our lead on that. And so, and if they don't, you know, that's a time to kind of check in and say, huh, there's some things about this dynamic and relationship that don't feel great because they're not hearing me. They're not hearing my children. And so then we may want to address that. And maybe we're dipping into that territory of there's some abuse or trauma or some other things that aren't happening that aren't, that shouldn't be happening. But what I have found is so often the people that love us, like they do respond to our confidence and they like, oh, okay, I see why you're making that choice. It's not about me. It's about you, you know, your child needing this or you needing that or your husband needing this or whatever it is, you know. And so it's just when we can present things that way, it I feel like it goes so much more smoothly. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it was really important um, to first start, or it was helpful anyway, to first start with um, my choice. And then the next step was to get to how it might be received. Because 
when I got to my choice, that's where I got that confidence, that grown ass adult, you know, this is my choice. And by peeling back the why, I understood why that gave me that confidence. And then I was in a much better place to start dealing with um, what I think, what, what reactions might be to whatever my choice is. But first, getting really strong in my choice um, was really important. And, you know, something that really helped me certainly early on was remembering that, you know, if something happened, like if, if I got really sick, you know, if I got a bad flu or my kid got sick or, you know, just some emergency like thing came up, we would not be attending and there would not be an eye batted. Like it would just be like, Oh, of course you're not coming. Your kid's throwing up in the bathroom or, you know, whatever, whatever. It's like, you know, that reminds me that it truly is a choice because something could come up that we weren't attending and all would be well. So that was always a good reminder for me to just, just to help me stand in the fact that this really was a choice for yeah. me. And I love what you're saying about grounding in your purpose, you know? And so just really taking that moment to take stock in yourself first, because I feel like when we're grounded in our purpose, then everything just kind of flows from that. The conversations with our kids and, and our spouse and the conversations with the extended family, because we just feel really sure. And I think if we don't take the time to do that, then that's where we can kind of be buffeted around, you know, by all the different voices and the different needs of people. But, you know, as we stand in our purpose, it just, it feels easier. And then we bring more people into that circle. How does it feel for you? All of that. And we'll talk more about that in a minute, but yeah. 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 And, and your point before too, about, um, our choice, it is our choice to distance ourselves from, you know, family members, whether it's abusive, traumatic, or, you know, just a a real uncomfortableness that we feel that it is okay to choose not to go. And then also at some points too, certainly earlier on, on our journey, where um, I, I still felt the obligation really strongly, but to realize that you, that's still a choice. I'm choosing to accept that feeling of obligation and, and choose to participate from that point. So, you know, you can give yourself so much grace around all of this in realizing that there, this is a choice, but the context and all the different things that we're we're weaving, like, this is just, this is also just one moment. It's just one year. There'll be another birthday, you know, another Christmas, another holiday, whatever it is in, um, This is going to be yet another experience. Whether we go or we don't go, it's just another experience to add to our bucket of experiences that will um, inform the next time we're making a choice like this, right? Yeah. And I, I always, I've always gotten this from you and I always love that, this idea of just, yeah, we're, we're making a decision for right now and it, it may look completely different next time. And I think that also is calming to the extended family. Like, you know, it's not working for us right now because we have this nap going on or we have this, you know, illness going on or we have this thing, project going on or whatever it is but we're going to still prioritize seeing you or we're going to make it work a different way, or it could look completely different next year. So it's not, you know, sometimes we get stuck in this way is going to be what it is forever. And it, and it's not. And so I always appreciate your reminder about that, that it's, we're going to switch it up and change and keep checking in. Yeah. Well, which leads us very nicely into the next thing we want to talk about is how fun it is to play with traditions, right? Yeah. Um, it, uh, extended family gatherings, like you were talking about, but also the things we choose to do at home to celebrate any any event, 
right? It is just so much fun to realize we get to start fresh each time. And that each time, whatever we do, you know what, that, that's just a bigger picture human thing, a great thing to remember on your unschooling journey. We're going to try this. We're going to play. We're going to see what happens. And then we see what happens, right? It, nothing is set in stone. Oh, I did this now. So I'm going to have to do this forever and ever and ever. <laughs> uh, no, we don't want to get, that's more of a curriculum kind of <laughs> thing. But yeah, that we get to have these experiences. We get to make choices, see how they unfold and, and learn from them, right? So I really think um, this is a great opportunity when we're playing around with traditions to start talking with our with our kids and with our partner, our spouse, and just start chatting. What is it that you love about this celebration or this event? What is it that you don't particularly like? Um, and then we can just start brainstorming ideas, right? It's just so fun to start now having that conversation within our own family. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, just back to the tradition piece, like they can be carried as a weight sometimes. And so that's that check-in moment to say, does this tradition bring me joy and lift me up? Or am I carrying it like this, you know, giant pack? And so if you are feeling the weight of that, then this is again, the choice. We can just push that aside and look at it with fresh eyes. You know, we can involve our kids and our spouse in finding out like what makes your heart sing about this gathering, be it your birthday, be it Christmas, be it, you know, Thanksgiving, whatever holiday it is. And when we can throw open and hear all the different ideas, it gives us so much insight into the people that we love and kind of their hearts and what they enjoy about it. And so I love that piece of it. You know, and just a couple examples from that, it's like my girls did not like big birthday parties. Like that was a thing with a lot of their friends, but they didn't love it. My youngest wanted to do it like a couple times. Um, But she wanted it the day after her birthday because she really loved her quiet family birthday that we had kind of a tradition of favorite meal, you know, all three meals and, you know, we'd play games and, you know, my sister would come and my mom and that kind of thing. And so that's what she wanted. And she tried on the big party the next day, but, you know, it was like, eh, not my thing. And so, but so many people love big parties, but that, you know, finding out those nuances and um, I've known some friends that have switched to opening their presents on Christmas Eve and, you know, it let go of all this stress. And I thought it sounded super fun. So I was, I took it to the girls and they were younger. And I'm like, we could open everything on Christmas Eve. And they were like, no, <laughs> we want to open in the morning. But then they were like, but could we open one thing? And I'm like, yes, we can open one thing, you know? And so that's the fun of it. Like how do these things feel and trying on all the different pieces, you know, it's just so great. And then like when you're talking about how, you know, again, just finding out what people love about an event, I like that idea because I feel like that's the way we can maximize it for fun. That And, and that makes it better for everybody involved, not just you and your yeah. family, I mean, for everybody involved. And so it's things like they love their cousins, but they don't like the food or they love seeing everybody, but it goes too long sometimes. Or, you know, they don't like leaving their new toys if it's a holiday or whatever. Um, You know, I like cleaning, I mean, cooking, but I don't like the cleaning up afterwards. So I like when people can swoop in and do that. And I don't mind making a meal for 15 people. Um, And I found that I've enjoyed, you know, I like being with the kids and kind of popping in and out of the adults more. But so these are things if we can kind of talk about and know like, okay, we can maximize all these things to make this gathering so fun for everybody. Yeah, I love that. And I love the piece 
that just asking these questions helps us learn so much more about our kids, right? And our partner, you know, we learn, it is so fun to hear the bits that they love. You know, sometimes it's, it's a surprise, right? Cause you're, we're busy planning the whole thing and to know what connected, what resonated with them is, is just really fun to hear. Right. And, and it is, it makes it fun. The planning piece so fun moving forward. Cause it's like, okay, there's this bit and this bit and this bit and they get to know each other too. Right. As in, you know, even if they're not, even if you're having conversations individually with them, it's like, oh, yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely do that. And, you know, your brother thought this piece was really cool. So we're going to do that, too. You know, so then everybody also has a heads up as to what things are going to look like. So it's not like a surprise or anything to them. Um, I think that that is just so helpful and fun to, to learn a little bit more about what they like. And and. And it's so fun to see how it meshes with their personality, how it meshes with the, you can even, so that personality then rolls into the things that they like and how they like it. It's, it's just knowing them as a person, right? (laughs) And (laughs) And that's just so fun. It's so fun. And so many of those ideas that you were talking about there, let's, let's dive into that a little bit, which is how we want to set the stage for this enjoyable gathering. So we're gathering all those pieces, the things that they didn't like, the things that they maybe like. Um, and this is, of course, going back to the fact that whatever event or that that we're thinking about at the moment, we've chosen at this yes. point yes. to, you know what, for for whatever our reasons, and we're grounded in our why, right? We've chosen to go ahead to um, this. Well, let's focus on family gatherings here, yeah. you know. Um, and but now. It's a whole new creative energy, I find, that I bring to it because now we've chosen and I know why we're choosing, right? So now it's all about making it more fun and more enjoyable within, you know, the context of what of whatever the gathering is, right? Um, it's just the, the whole idea of just moving beyond the have to. Like, even if nothing's literally changed from anybody else looking out inside, you know, this is a Thanksgiving and we all expect you to show up. Yeah. And I played around with my, the fact that it's really a choice. And I've discovered, you know what, why I would actually like to attend. So I know I'm coming with a choice, even if everybody else thinks I'm just showing up because I'm supposed to. Now I have this whole new energy to make it fun because I actually want to be there. I'm not showing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to come, blah, blah, blah. Right now, I've got all this creative energy, and now we can dive into all these little pieces, right, of making it fun for us. First thing for me that was a big thing is just thinking of things that we enjoy. Like, like you were talking about, we have they have fun playing with their cousins. Um, so some things we've done is bring board games or bring card games. Some years I brought things like like word searches, like just printed out a bunch of stuff, right? Little games, uh, pen and paper games that that we can have on the table for people to do. And sometimes those have been a big hit, right? Um, Other times I brought uh, one year. Yeah, I did on Christmas Eve. I brought little baggies of like make your own ornaments. (laughs) And wire. And I like cut it, put it in little tiny Ziplocs and brought like, you know, a couple dozen of them. And put them on the table after dinner. And a lot of people had fun just, you know, putting those together. So it's just kind of like, what might be fun for all of us to do 
that my kids would enjoy too. Like, how can I bring more people into the things that my kids enjoy? So for yeah. me, that was a big one. <laughs> I love that. And we definitely found the prep work to be so valuable. And for us, it would look like um, just because of the makeup of my kids would be talking about the environment. You know, what kind of space are we going into? It was really important um, for my oldest to have a place where she could get away. And so we'd talk about that ahead of time and we'd confirm with the host when we got there, like, is this okay for for her to have the space if she needs to, you know, pop away and have a few minutes, you know, so things like that. Food was a biggie for us. So, you know, we're super particular about what we eat. And a lot of times it didn't fit well into the big gatherings. So, you know, I choose to bring our favorite food to share with everybody, you know, or, and, and often even, and the kids would eat ahead of time so that we didn't run into hungry emotions because the food was delayed or somebody was late getting there and we had to push things back, you know, so we tried to think ahead about things like that. And then we too would bring the favorite games and think about things we wanted to share from our life. Because what I found was so funny is, you know, we would do really cool, fun things all the time in our life. And um, they just seem like everyday things to the kids, you know? And I'm like, no, this is really interesting. Like, I think they'll really want to know that you did this cool thing, or you learned to do a flip on the diving board, or you, you know, played this, whatever. Like, and so they were like, oh, okay. (laughs) And so it just gave them things to, you know, connect and share about. So we just enjoyed that kind of, oh, like, you know, thinking about those things ahead of time. And again, bringing that joy. I loved what you said about, you know, the things that you would bring. Cause when we'd bring our favorite games, it was fun for the kids to be telling people how to play the games and, Oh, let's do this. And this is what we love about it. And my family's big game, they like to play board and card games. And so it would just, it would always really go over well. And so, you know, that prep work is fun prep work, you know? So it's, again, you're going to spend energy on these gatherings period, <laughs> you know, because it, they just do. But it's so fun to spend that energy ahead of time connecting and talking and learning more about each other to then just have a fun gathering, you know, instead of like having to kind of pick up the pieces afterwards, because maybe we haven't done the prep work. I mean, at least for me, that's where I want to spend my energy. So, well, no, I think that is such a great point because fact is we are probably going to be expending energy because like even if we go resistant to it, if we go just feeling like it's an obligation and, you know, we don't um, do any like, prep and organizing for it. It's like, okay, okay, look, like we got to go today. It's today. Let's get dressed and, and off we go. Oh my gosh, the recovery time when we got back, it would be sometimes two and three days because things would butt heads, people, you know, comments here that we hadn't like thought about and prepared and got ourselves, you know, ready for and, you know, back pocket responses for and and we would literally get knocked off our game, like you mentioned earlier, like just knowing you've got got to go enter this different kind of environment than, than we're used to. The first off, the worry about it can knock us off our game and then actually showing up can knock us off our game. So you're going to be spending that energy likely recovering from the event. So to minimize the recovery, I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. <laughs> there will likely be some recovery after, but when we can put more energy into the prep and go into it feeling joyful and confident, I think that is, is really important. And we'll get there in a moment. I just wanted to touch base, like reiterate your, your food idea. Like that was something that we did too. Sometimes I would bring, I would just bring snacks and keep them in my purse. I wouldn't like keep them obvious to people. Like, so if food got late, (laughs) 
I'd be checking in with the kids. Yeah. I'm hungry. Oh, here, I got you a snack. If food got delayed. It'll be like half an hour, whatever, whatever, you know, and share that. Cause then I can be kind of that buffer. Um, so food was a big one too. Um, there's another one that, that was important for us or valuable for us at some point, which was the choosing one to leave. So we would have discussions like that too. It's like, you know what, you dinner the you know, last this long, but once we've had dessert, then, then we'll be able to leave, you know? Uh, and then it doesn't mean that you have to, because if things are going well at that point and everybody's happy, tickety-boo, then, then you wait till, till things wind down. But, you know, having that discussion, like, oh, I don't, I don't like that it lasts forever, whatever, or I have something that I would like to get back to. But knowing that even when you leave is a choice and is open to play with, that was a big helpful thing for us. Like if one of us said, you know, this is kind of enough now, we could be out in the car in three minutes. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So all those little, pe- everything is up to play with the things that you bring. Um, like you were talking about uh, sharing with talking with your daughters about, you know, the things that they might share when people ask questions, because, you know, very often um, when you're going into these larger extended family gatherings, it's the same typical kinds of questions. So you can kind of prep answers and say, Oh yeah, they'd be, or, you know, grandma's been really into puzzles lately. You can ask her about her puzzle or yeah. you know things like that. So you can help your children, but it helps us too having, just preparing back pocket conversation starters for ourselves. So all that, just that thought and energy to make it more joyful, um, to set it up that way is, is really helpful. So now let's move into showing up. (laughs) So we've done this prep work now and we've got our toolbox of possibilities um, cause there were times when I brought stuff and uh, an opportunity just didn't arise and, and that's totally fine too. Cause you want to show up without the expectations, right? I did all this work and now we're all of a sudden expecting everybody else to fall in line with what we thought. No, that's, that's not going to work either. Uh, you know, for, uh, cause we don't want to walk into their expectations and we don't want to come in with expectations, but we're coming in with the bag of tricks full of possibilities. Right. Uh, and what, at that point, what really helped me was just, okay, now I am out of my head from all that prep work and everything. And now I'm just going to be present and I'm going to be in the moment and see how that flows. But I'm coming in with a, a joyful and grounded kind of presence, right? And for me, that was that positive energy that I came in with so often made a huge difference in how the event played out, right? Right. Yeah. I I mean, that's it. We've done that prep work, you know, it's like, we've made our choices and we picked our traditions, you know, and it's like, yeah, I just, at that point, I just want to enjoy it. You know, I, and I, and what I found is that's all about my energy (laughs) that like, I really, that's, that's the driver there. And so kind of the one last tool that I think about before I'm going in is it's just, I remind myself, like, what do I love about this gathering? What do I love or enjoy about the people that we're going to see? Because there are things or I wouldn't have made the choice to go. So, you know, when I can remind myself like what I love about it, that just help that gets me to that energy place that gets me where I want to be so that when I arrive, 
I feel like it's kind of like when we talk about, you know, meet your children with love when they come down the stairs, like your face lights up, like that's the energy I want to come into that gathering with. Because again, it's a place I've chosen to go. There's something there that I love or that feeds me or my family. And so I just want to really meet it with that energy. And I just found that when I think the best of the people there and that, that, and of the environment, like that's what happens, that's what shows up. And so I just love that. And so, you know, then I can just rest assured, like we've had these conversations, we've done that and we're walking in with that happy grounded energy. And so it just helps that set the stage for my kids, but also everybody else, you know, I think it's just my joy's excitement and, and it's an excitement are contagious. And, you know, I think about the, the crafts that you're bringing and the things that you're doing. I just can imagine people really look forward to that. Like, oh, they're going to bring a cool game this year or they're going to whatever. So they, you know, and so then that lifts the energy. And so, you know, we talked about this before, but this is one of those moments where it's, you know, get out of your head and into the moment and just enjoy, you know, just enjoy all the stuff that you've done to bring here and, and the things you want to share with these people that are in your family that you love. Yeah, that, that just reminded me that point, because that was one thing that uh, the, the fun thing, you know, because I was the one with the younger kids. Yeah. Um, their cousins were all a dozen years older than oh, them. Wow. Um, so I ended up so we celebrate Christmas and I ended up being the one I started bringing Christmas crackers. right you know it's just like something to you know break the mundanity of the celebration and yeah they they would be watching for me to come in and put put the crackers on because uh you know the table was already always set up and it was just so much fun you know to to just bring those little pops of fun to it and a good chunk of them would actually wear their hat and and all (laughs) But that is the whole point. And I think it's something that if you haven't experienced yet, it sounds a bit weird, but it's very human nature. When you're coming in and looking at things through the lens of having fun, I'm choosing to be here, this joyful presence, you're going to notice those reactions to it. It's it's like we, our brains are looking for patterns, right? And when we're looking through the lens of fun and connection, we're going to see that, see those messages when we see somebody's connection. If we're coming in with that weight of obligation and, you know, the everybody else just thinks we're weird, that they don't like us, you know, um, that's we're going to see those reactions, yeah. right? And it's not that all of them aren't happening, right? But if we are really looking through that negative lens, our brain is really only going to register the negative reactions. It's not going to see the little smile over here, right? Oh, they're here. You know, it, it, that's just going to pass. We'll maybe see it, but it'll pass right by. It won't connect because that's not what we're looking for. But we'll see the little eye roll over there, right? Or we'll see somebody turn around and walk away. It doesn't matter. Like those things are about them, right? They're not about us. And if we want to enjoy it, we can come up with that energy And like you said, so many people respond to that, are attracted to that because you know what? They're showing up at events and celebrations, hoping to have fun too, right? So, (laughs) and when you see that, it builds and then that energy builds. And then the whole, it just kind of so often it can turn other people too, like those negative reactions at first because they're here because of the obligation. It's like, what? We can have fun here? We can enjoy this? (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh, okay, so you may turn a whole bunch of people around too. And there may be some people that you're just going to keep your distance from because you know what? I'm not going to have a fun, positive interaction with them. That's okay. They're probably grumpy sitting there over in the corner. Maybe there's two of them nattering back and forth and back and forth. That's fine. They can have their world, right? I don't need to change anybody, but I can still be myself. I can still be that joyful, grounded presence. And I'm here to have fun and to help people. Um, and just to just to soak in in that more positive, fun energy of it, right? So when you come in with it, it can have a really cool ripple effect on the whole thing, can't it? Yeah, I mean, I see it all the time. So yeah, I mean, it just it really is powerful. So it's probably then good to chat about uh, when things do go sideways. So yeah, we've left them nattering away in the corner, but you know, sometimes people will make comments or or um, just may talk to our kids in a certain way that we're not comfortable with. So part of that being present too is also me being like open and curious as to what's going on. I'm not kind of tunnel vision in my own. I'm paying attention to what my kids are doing. I'm checking in with my kids. I'm checking in with what's going on. Like, so maybe I've talked to the the kids and said, you know, there's going to be a meal. There's going to be a a big dinner and, you know, it'll probably be at such around such and such a time and we'll sit down and we'll eat. Um, And maybe that's delayed. So I'm checking in with the kitchen or I'm helping out and then I can go update them on things that I think they might be expecting that have turned. Right. So just having some idea of what we can do in those situations so that we don't get taken off guard. Now, the classic one is like the the pass the bean dip kind of thing, because (laughs) it is so important to remember that we don't have to engage. That, again, is a choice. Right. So we can pass the bean dip is basically you're in the conversation. You know, you can somebody ask something negative or says something negative. We can have like a, a little quick one liner and then pass the bean dip. You can change the topic. You can go to the bathroom. Oh, I got to go get a drink. Oh, I'm going to go check on the kids. You know, just so many things. Oh, one of my my favorites used to be. Um, when somebody was saying something maybe a little bit negative, like that conversation changer or a conversation starter, it's like, what do you do for fun lately? Mm-hmm. Or what's your, what's your, what's your big hobby right now? Oh my gosh, that used to be just so fun to watch their reaction. Because like we said, they come in with these standard questions, right? Standard conversation topics. And to see them like literally stop for a second and have to think. And sometimes it's so interesting because they would say, I don't really have a hobby. Or I don't, you know, kind of know what I do. I, I work and, and then I watch some TV and, and that's it. But even just planting that little seed that, you know, you can have fun. You're an adult. <laughs> or you can have a hobby outside of work. You know, so it was just so fun to have completely different questions, easy back pocket ways that I can change the conversation um, when I choose to stay in the conversation with them, right? Yeah. So that was one of my big ones. (laughs) Well, and I mean, so I was thinking in sideways, even in terms of like the kids, because it's like, we've all been there, you know, (laughs) the best laid plans and all of that. (laughs) And for me, you know, you did mention this, it's the presence was the key, like in terms of, um, you know, I wanted to hang out with the kids. At the very least, I was checking in frequently, especially if we had a lot of kids or cousins or friends, if it was a birthday party, um, because so often 
often in those things, you'll see adults over here and kids in a completely different space. And I think it's just, it's important to realize it's a lot to ask kids to negotiate at extended gatherings when they're with people that they rarely see, you know, that they don't really know how the dynamics work and all of those pieces. And so, you know, it really is helpful to have some facilitation and just somebody that's kind of just, you know, there to check in and see what's going on. And because just simple things like while we might have eaten before we came there, I know I remember times when cousins were melting down because the meal was delayed (laughs) and they were starving. But, you know, me kind of keeping an eye and checking in and validating the kids, then I could help them get their needs met too. And so, you know, because you want everybody wants to have a good time, but it's hard when you're hungry and you're in a new space and your parents are doing something else and not listening to you. You know, it's just like, so being present was just really important to me to kind of manage if there was any kind of upset. And like I said, we had that space carved out ahead of time. And so if things got rough or somebody was, you know, melting or having problems, you know, it's like, Hey, let's, let's go all of us, the three of us or the two of us, whoever needed to go, like, let's go regroup. And maybe we play a game on the switch or at the time it'd be the Nintendo, you know, like little ones. Um, or, you know, that let's play a game or read a book or just, let's just hang out and snuggle for a minute to just kind of regroup and, and something this is from, you said before, but we really kept an eye on the length of things because, you know, if things had gotten long, that was also where things started to take a turn. And so, you know, I could then see, okay, it's getting too long. And like you said, we're out of there. I can say the goodbyes, David can be packing up the car, like we can go, you know, and, and that, calmed people to know, like, I'm being heard, I'm being seen, this is getting too long, you know, and wanting to go. And so really, I think what's super important to bring into these is, is halt, you know, (laughs) because it's hungry, angry, lonely, and tired, and any or all of those can happen at a holiday gathering, you know, and so when we're really staying connected to that, you know, it's like, okay, we can think about food, we can think about, you know, new dynamics with friends or cousins, we can think about lonely, mom's not been, you know, she's in the kitchen doing stuff and with the adults and I haven't had that connection time and tired. It's just been too long. (laughs) Like We've just been here too long. So just keeping that in the back of our mind then really takes kind of the sting out of it. Because I think if our child is having upset in a gathering like that, it can, it can start to feel tough. You know, people are looking at us and what are they thinking and, you know, whatever. And so then when it can just go, you know, she didn't eat earlier or she's really tired or this is just a long day for her, you know, we missed our nap or whatever, then that takes the focus off of the problem being you or the child or whatever you're, you're able to give, you know, a a label to it, something that they can understand. And then, and honestly, they've all been there. They've had kids that needed naps or were tired or were hungry or whatever. So then it just changes that energy. And I guess the last thing I want to say about this is just, we always, always, always come back to connection. And so keeping my connection throughout the gathering was so important because then when things went sideways, it was so easy to reestablish. Like it was so easy for us to just, you know, I had just been there a few minutes before if I was popping in and out or whatever. And so when we can keep those connections, that keeps like a slight sideways from just being like the full on disaster, you know? That's the value of checking in regularly. Okay, so I had two things that popped up while you were talking. So the first is is totally that that connection piece. And you know what? At this point, I I forgot that it's not normal to like hang out with the kids because I (laughs) (laughs) 
me, you know, by the time kind of dinner, the main part of dinner was done, I was kind of done with the adult kind of conversation that was going on. I would go hang out with the kids. Yeah. I wanted to have fun too. So, and nobody, you know, really said anything. I don't know what they were thinking. But anyway, I would go hang out with what they were doing, right? Because I had excused them. That that was an example of one thing that I did is is taking the constraints of how we know um, other people, the expectation, especially of the host, is yeah. flowing, right? So we would go over um, to my mother-in-law's. And, and being excused from the table was a big thing for them, right? But me knowing that and me also knowing you know, by the third, second or third course, my kids were full, right? Um, and they had had enough of sitting. They're not going to stay sitting there when they're um, full and they don't want any more of the food that's coming. So I would excuse them, right? I would just say, oh, <laughs> I might be saying it as they're like half out of their chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, ah, yes, you can be excused. Off you go. Have fun. Um, and that did two things. You know, it's, it helped in the moment, you know, that because they they wouldn't challenge, right, like challenge that right there because I'm the parent. That, that's, of course, I get to excuse my kids. But also if they were um, frustrated with that or whatever, if they thought it was too early, it was me making the decision. Exactly. Right? So they would have that conversation with me. It wouldn't be yeah. about my kids. So I could play that buffer role. Yeah. Um, so hanging out with the kids is totally okay. It's fun. And it's important to regularly check in and see how things are going and keep that connection going. <clears throat> Another thing we used to do, um, like you mentioned, a bunch of things, like for the space, when we found we needed space, when things were getting overwhelming, we would often go for a walk. Yeah. It was really helpful at Christmas because we could say, we're going to go for a walk in the neighborhood and see the lights. Yeah. You know, because we lived rurally, but they didn't. So. <laughs> So, you know, just just a bit of fresh air, a bit of quiet, because then there's not the echoey of inside a house or inside a building. Right. And we could just get out there. And then at this point, often it's dark. So then you got the moon to look at and you do have the lights and stuff. And then we could just have free flowing conversations of ourselves. We didn't have to worry about. Yeah, it just just felt more open. Um, So that that was a trick that we used. The other thing I wanted to mention, because I don't think we've brought this up yet. Um, in in the vein of things going sideways. When we're talking with people, <clears throat> for me, this was not the place to bring up things that I was feeling challenged about, right? Because so often, you know, this is they're catching up and they're like, and people like to complain. People like to complain about their lives. And, and you know, they, in that sense, they like other people to complain. So we can, in in trying to commiserate with them, maybe we can get without thinking, get pulled into like maybe complaining about our kids or complaining about what something I'm feeling a little bit frustrated about X, Y, or Z or whatever's going on in my life. But truly this was not the place to bring that up because they weren't trying to live the same lifestyle that I'm trying to live. Right. So obviously the responses I'm going to get aren't going to be very helpful for me. Like most often, if your kids aren't going to school and you're going to a larger, more conventional gathering and you complain about something, the first answer is going to be, yeah, you should send them to school. You will have, you know, you get so much more time, blah, blah, blah. You know, and from their perspective, that seems like such a logical answer. 
right? And you can under so you can understand, but it is not helpful for us at all because we don't, that's not the choice that we want to make. So we're not really going to get any helpful suggestions. So coming in with that joyful um, presence, with that confidence that we are enjoying, this is what we're doing. And again, it's like, it's like, this is working really well for us right now. You know, when people ask, How's, how are things going? You must be, you know, oh, it must be so hard. You're home with the kids all the time. It's working really well for us right now. We're having a lot of fun. We'll see how it goes. You know, you can't. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I just, I wanted to bring that piece up um, because it's not about, you know, not asking questions and stuff, but there's better places to ask questions. Like For sure. Yeah. And, and yeah, to process that it's not the place, but that reminded me. So we just recently had kind of a small gathering, but there were children there and, um, and it started to go the direction of that, like complaining about the children. And what I was able to do is connect with the children and get excited about what they were sharing. Cause it was kind of this, like, no, the grownups are talking kind of thing because there wasn't a lot of kids there. And I was like, oh my gosh, tell me about that. Is that you, your baby or that's your whatever? And oh, what do you want? You know, this. And, and then it was so interesting to see the change in the parents because they love their kids and are really, you know, are, are connected, but they were just thought they were supposed to, you know, not be interrupting or not be whatever. And so, you know, that's the other power that we have at these gatherings is to be that joyful voice, to, to be excited about the kids, to share the things they're interested in. And, oh my gosh, those kids love telling me all these things that, I mean, and, and they're younger, so much younger than mine. So it was kind of fun for me to like hear what were they into and what were the things they were excited about. And so, yeah, it's just that, yeah, kind of know your audience. I love that piece. Like do not bring, yeah, <laughs> unschooling or parenting questions to a gathering like that. There's plenty of places to ask those questions, but also just know that you can change the energy around those discussions and complaining times. And, and people really then kind of, yeah, they want to jump onto that too. You know, like it can spiral or you can keep it lifting up. Yeah. Oh, and, and that reminded me too, just how many fun conversations we have with the kids. So I'm going to check in with my kids and, you know, there's a whole bunch of other kids around and you can end up staying there for half an hour, an hour, just having come because all of a sudden somebody's listening to them. An adult is listening to them and is excited about what they're excited about. It's just so fun when they get to talk about something that they love. Right. And, you know, so often with, within, you know, so they're likely going to school and they've got all that kind of pressure. They don't have a lot of time whether or not their parents are having those deeper conversations with them, right. you know, you don't know. Um, but to have an adult who's excited and, and just connects with them over that. Really beautiful. It's so beautiful, right? Yes. All right. Well, best of luck to everybody as they navigate first their choice to attend um, family gatherings during this holiday season and at any time here. <laughs> It really is a choice. Lean into that choice and really decide. And remember, I'm going to try this for now and we'll see how things go. Right. We're going to learn more with every choice that we make. And best of all, have so much fun with your prep work and do your best to have fun when you're there. Because like you said, we're showing up. We have reasons why we're showing up. Things we want to enjoy. Go and enjoy them. Right. Yes, definitely. Oh, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me, Anna, on this. And, so, and I found it so inspiring. It reminds me to do all those things. Yeah, it's getting me excited about all of it. So, yeah, it's great. 
Have a great day. Bye. Bye bye. I hope you found this episode helpful on your unschooling journey. And be sure to check out the wonderful archive of earlier podcast episodes. The conversations never go out of date. And you can find more information about my books, my Patreon community, and the Childhood Redefined Unschooling Summit at my website, livingjoyfully.ca. Have a great day.